Ian, Dave, Matt. Hello, <laughs> Matt. Everybody, we have like the very most special guest uh, I think we've ever had on the show for our 400th episode. Yeah. Uh, Matt Farah of The Smoking Tire. Welcome and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Congratulations on the uh, the 400. That's a big number. Yeah. Appreciate thank it. you. Yeah. Takes, that takes some proper commitment. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, we won't do the whole like introduce yourself to the people because I think anyone who's uh, listening to this is already uh, pretty aware of you and all the things that you're doing over at Smoking oh, Tire. Yeah taking away the opportunity for me to talk about myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but about yourself, uh, one thing that, you know, I think, that, I think one of the reasons that we're so excited to have you on is that you do such a good job of um, talking about things other than cars and bringing those oh. things into the conversation and stuff. And, you know, your Twitter handle is, Matt, stick to cars, Farah. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would prefer uh, that I would stick to cars. <laughs> well, we're excited. A lot of people very happy. I get a lot of comment, comments that tell me to stay in my own lane. Yeah. I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that we have always tried to do with our show is kind of talk about cars as like a part of the larger culture. And mm. I think that works in both ways, right? Like cars affect the larger culture, but also the larger culture affects our hobby. Um, right. Of course. Yeah. So you can't well, like every, everything is political, right? Everything it's, and to pretend it's not is to be almost ridiculously close-minded. Yeah. Um, I think Anthony Bourdain demonstrated very well that food is political, you know? Um, and he didn't, he didn't have to come out and say those three words, food are political is political, but I think it was, obvious to anyone watching that show um you could go back to to top gear and see that cars were political <laughs> i think one of the most interesting things of uh, transformations of, of of my lifetime is um jeremy clarkson kind of coming around um, a little bit which is you know interesting um but it's it's all related right and so um you can be an enthusiast and you can like engaging sports cars and you can like driving on racetracks and you can like driving in canyons and you can like modifying cars and expressing yourself through cars. But, you know, you also, I think should, if you want to be a good citizen of the country and the planet, understand how, um, that it's, it's, not just about your relationship with your car, you know, everything is sort of connected. Your decisions can affect other people. And more importantly, um, the systematic choices that we make regarding our cars mm -hmm. affect so many people. Um, and if you say that it doesn't affect you, chances are it's affected you positively <laughs> and has affected someone else that you're not thinking too much about negatively. And so the more that, I read about the history of our country, um, the more interested I become in those systems and how I can balance my enthusiasm for going fast and, and, and the latest and greatest in car technologies and remaining connected to machines that I like so much while 
not being a burden to my neighbors who haven't had the advantages that I've had and to the planet that needs me to do my little part to take care of it and and also raise awareness of the systems that that lobbyists and industries and and more have pushed in their chosen directions uh, generally in seek in search of short-term profit and not in search of um creating um the optimal uh environments for people to live in and be happy for sure and i think it's also like a little bit of self-preservation for people in this hobby too of like if we're not good neighbors then you know people are going to notice that we're not good neighbors and be less sympathetic to us wanting things like fun cars fun internal combustion cars to drive on the weekend at the track or whatever you know we can to your point about like short-term gains you kind of risk going the like NRA route of like, right. You know, we're going to hold on to this thing and only right. our way. And we're not going to pay attention to the concerns of the people around us. And they're going to sure. end up losing their hobby because right. of that in long term, Right. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there are people that, that, that want to be car enthusiasts and also be good neighbors. Yeah. And there are people who are, you know, I got mine. Fuck you. Right. You know, and, and, we could this say it, coal rollers, yeah, <laughs> coal rollers. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's an, obviously that's an extreme example. Yeah, right. You know, but but another example is just is someone who, even if you're not rolling coal, I mean, if you if you drive around in an in an urban or suburban environment in a vehicle that is just enormous, yeah, and doesn't serve a specific need that it's that its size justifies you are taking up other people's space literally your existence on the street is inconveniencing others you know you your vehicle may fit in the lines just <laughs> but there you know but the guy next to you can't open their door right and and so um you know i i do believe in you know as much as i love driving a loud fast car up a up a mountain road you know, I, I, I believe in, uh, in a shared planet. And so, so, uh, while I don't want to, uh, necessarily legislate people's choices away, I think that it is, you know, we incentivize as a country, certain things that are deeply contradictory <laughs> mm -hmm. to, uh, some goals that we really should all have. There, there is no reason to be able that you should be able to deduct a vehicle from your taxes specifically because it is over a certain weight. I mean, that is just, that is pure madness <laughs> at this point. Yeah. You should be able to deduct, to deduct a vehicle from your taxes if it is under 2000 pounds and gets a hundred miles a gallon or more, you know, right. and, and, and you should not be able to deduct, deduct G wagons and Range Rovers <laughs> and Rolls Royces from your taxes because they are so heavy. I mean, that's just ridiculous. The, I, you know? I think that there's a, an attached piece to it where like the, the fuck you, I got mine kind of automotive enthusiast sees somebody that like, that wants to support good commute commuting infrastructure and bike lanes right. and like this co coexistence model as lesser than when it comes to like automotive enthusiasm. Sure. Right. And well, they're, like, they're addicted. So they, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily realize they're addicted. They don't necessarily think outside of their own life. 
That's an interesting you know, word to attach to it, addiction. But that's very yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Well, they 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 are so afraid that their thing will be taken from them. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about the fact that there's other people out there that are forced into cars every day because there isn't another choice, but that would voluntarily take the other choice if given it. Right. Um, right. And and oh, by the way, if those people got off the road that didn't want to be there in the first place, <laughs> then the people who do want to be on the road would have a better time. Of it. Right. You know, yeah. so it's it's like. Public transportation makes everybody's life better, including the people who want to use their cars. Right. Yeah. Um, but but we li- we have this climate of fear, especially um, from a certain type of person who consumes a certain type of media that they're coming for your whatever right. it is, whether it's your gun, which frankly I hope they do come for the gun. <laughs> you know or or their car and it's like dude you you live in you know you live in kansas city no one's coming for your car it's like i'm I'm trying to make i'm trying to make manhattan habitable you know i'm not talking about you well and i I think talking about it in terms of like uh, you know of of properly incentivizing good behavior and and um and you know kind of the the benefit that you would get from opening these things up uh, is good because it, it is a tricky line to, to walk because car culture is so tied up in that like freedom idea. Like, you know, the, right. when you get, when you turn 16, it's your first escape from, from the house and all that. And I think all of that is tied up in this. Um, and it just gets taken a little bit too far, you know, with, if I don't have right. a car, then That's, I'm not free. Right. Well, you know, I think that a lot of studies have shown i felt that way when i got my license my car and my freedom you know in in 1997 were the most important things in the world and my parents scared the shit out of me by saying if i ever catch you you know anywhere near alcohol with this car you know we're canceling your insurance and so Mm -hmm. you know that 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 scared me and consequently i i barely had a sip of alcohol until i got to college because i was so scared of losing my car um but um I, 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 I'm not, I think that the the connectivity of today's uh, youth with, with, you know, I don't need to explain how phones and social media, (laughs) but, but, you know, plus on online gaming and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I think that that urge has subsided somewhat, um, not entirely, but, but somewhat, and certainly in the more urban environments, but uh, you know, look around, you know, no one, no one is impeding someone's right to drive. You know, it's not, it's just that nobody likes traffic, nobody, you know, and, and, and nobody, uh, nobody likes sitting in traffic, even the most diehard enthusiast. And I think there are not everybody, but a lot of people would like to, to not have that time. I mean, we're like, we're also working from home. I mean, you know, Working from home has been a was has been a, an amazing traffic reliever nationwide, right. um, yeah. and so you know. I, but I, I do believe in in walkable urban spaces. I believe I believe in green spaces in our cities. I believe in induced demand, and if you make the highways bigger and you make the parking endless, and you know, I say this as a guy who owns a parking lot. You know, you you know, you make the <laughs> right. you make the parking endless, and and that will incentivize people to drive rather than. 
uh, you know, take alternatives. And I think we should be incentivizing the alternative. Trains are the most environmentally friendly mode of transportation that there is, period, other than walking or bicycles. Yeah. So this, we don't need to invent anything new. It's there. It but what if what if we built a tunnel for an absurd amount of money and then <laughs> nobody scams dumb council members like that guy? I mean, he, right. nobody. The, yeah, it is the Simpsons were way ahead. Of her, yes. Right? Yep. Yes. Monorail. Yeah. So in a way, you are sticking to cars. I mean, like that yeah. is that is the thing. Like it's just so much. Like the scope is the so much is, broader, right? Than yes, what anybody. I right? always stick to cars. Right. You just don't see the connection. I don't mean right. you. I mean that yeah. you know they yeah. don't see the connection. Right. But yes, right. I do stick to cars. Yes. Yeah, cars yeah. are just much bigger than a lot of people think. Yeah, yeah. I am sticking Absolutely. to cars, Dick. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I put that there. I mean, because yeah. it's because it's. You know, you got to be pretty closed-minded to not see the connection between this, all that stuff, and cars. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel yeah. like that stuff, like, <clears throat> like that, that kind of attitude, the really narrow vision, like it, it goes so many different ways. Like it gets us the Pebble Beach Nazi car, like without like being like, oh, maybe that's a weird fucking yeah, thing yeah, to do. Yeah. Like especially like right now, <laughs> yeah. guys. Like there's other cars. During Germany had <laughs> unlimited resources in the 30s to build the world's most beautiful automobile. <laughs> really did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Pebble Beach Nazi car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that like that very tunnel vision manifests itself in a lot of really interesting ways. That you know that I would be. Oh, I'd actually be okay with. Nazi cars, if that was the name of the category, <laughs> you know, and uh, third Let's place, call it what it is. Division. Yeah, third place in the fascist division goes to the <laughs> auto union type C. Yeah, you know, they yeah. move on to the problematic division. <laughs> yeah. You just get a kick in the nuts if you, get, yeah, if you yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get a big, like, a swastika wreath. Like, put yeah. on your, yeah. they have to go head to head against Pol Pot's car next, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> even more people know you're an asshole. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be killer. Which is, right? you know, pretty, pretty cars, but I agree. Highly, highly problematic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. there's, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, you know, it's it's the same kind of thinking that, you know, that makes people say stuff like, you know, Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. You know, we, we got a we got a 400 year head start, but like everyone's on the same playing field now. So right. obviously there are no problems, you know, whatsoever. Right. I like to think years that. before I was born. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah. 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 I like to think that there are people who just walk around with the picture of George Bush in front of the Mission Accomplished banner just in their head all the time. And that's just how they see yeah. it. Like, we did it. Uh -huh. Well, look, uh, you know, it, it, the funny thing is, like, I had to, in order to, to develop the, the worldview that I have now, and I'm not saying that there are, that I have all the answers or anything. I've just, I've read a few books, but, but other people have read more and there's Certainly plenty of smart people out there, including people that are, you know, what you might call traditional conservatives, not not like the Nazi conservatives, but like, right. you know, right. um, and, and that and that's fine. Um, but but, um, you know, I, I, the kind of stuff that I talk about, I had to seek that stuff out. And mm -hmm. if I hadn't have, if I hadn't been sort of 
shocked into action by, let's be honest, it was the election of Trump. You know, if you go, I was born in 1981. And if you go from, from when I was born to Obama, when I first cast my vote, it certainly appeared that progress moved, right. you know, onwards and upwards, at least from, from where, from my position, maybe not, maybe other people will hear this and go, you fucking idiot. You missed all the war crimes. And like, yeah, I missed all the war crimes. I, I did miss all the war crimes, but like I was 12, you know, like, so, so cut me some slack on the war crimes. I wasn't paying attention to, um, but it, it certainly appeared. And then, and you know, and then you get, you get Trump and you go, hang on a second. What, 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 how did that happen? What the fuck? You right. know? Right. Um, knowing that it's in a New York. You, yeah. Yeah. Well then it, I just started asking why and following certain people on Twitter that were writing about our history. And then I, and then I'd buy their book and, and then that led to reading about various systems of white flight and redlining and, which, oh, by the way, that's fucking cars. Yeah, yeah. sticking to cars. Redlining, redlining <laughs> is cars. The suburbs are cars. Where they put highways is cars. You know, yeah. who they sold houses to, that's cars. Right, The you yeah, know, the effective this, enforcement of those red lines were the yeah. highways. Yeah. Yeah, the dismantling of public transportation. There's mm-hmm. cars. Ralph fucking Nader, you know, cars. You know, so, so all that stuff... Um, but I had to seek it out and I could have easily elected to not seek it out. And consequently I could have just gone about my, you know, white, somewhat wealthy, somewhat privileged life and been like, what do you mean? It's not a free country for everybody. (laughs) I'm free right now. You know? So, so yeah, but shout out to the dollop podcast uh, (laughs) and uh, many other uh, sources of real American history. Nice. Nice. I I think that oftentimes, People that are the most honest about a topic, a given topic, are the ones that are oftentimes least happy, right? Like, like we, we always say that, like our, our yeah, show, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Our our show is like well, just, one one part cars, two parts therapy, and so like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. unpacking that. Oh, my show is definitely therapy. Yeah, right? yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Learning things sucks. Yeah, it's right. not good. You're not. Yeah, no, no one. Is, you have to really reach like. Maybe there's like another, maybe it's like a, you go through a valley and then eventually you hit some kind of Zen, you know, right. thing where, where it's like, yeah, and then we all die. So fuck it, you know, we, might <laughs> right. hit, we might hit that, hit that segment of the, of the, yeah. of the, uh, the broadcast soon. I don't know. <laughs> At least we smelled a few roses on the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Get some burnouts. Well, look, it's, I mean, look, it's important to read history, but it's also important to go outside. I mean, right. honestly, like mm-hmm. I'm not no bullshit fucking, you got to go outside and, yeah. and, and you got to like, you know, I do a lot of traveling both in, in the country and globally. And, and despite what you think, you know, it's, it's kind of important to separate, um, a region's politicians from their average everyday people, you know, most of whom granted, you know, I have every advantage when it comes to interacting with people. And so I, I try to recognize that, you know, if I looked a little different or it was a different color or dressed a little different, you know, or, or, you know, was, was trans or something that, that may be a completely different story, but I, I try to give at least on an individual level, most folks an opportunity to be decent <laughs> before yeah. I pass judgment, you know, right. but, but I, I know enough 
black people and trans people and uh, queer people that that not everybody has that luxury and they have to put up some some walls and that's shitty. Yeah, that's super shitty. Right. So I think the least we can do is you know make room for those folks. Yeah, uh, where we can. Absolutely. I'm not perfect with pronouns, but I try. Hey, no, like, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm very thankful for folks like the out motorsports gears and queers, like all of these people that are making like a huge push into that space Mm -hmm. because like being othered is something that no one wants to be. No one should be right. And we fully recognize that as, you know, two white dudes with a car podcast that like, we, we are speaking from a place of privilege. Right. And yeah. And guess what? That like, that's afforded us things. And also cars. So here we are sticking to fucking cars. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I talked to um, the Out Motorsports guy on, on, on my yeah, show, Jake, I was yeah. like, yeah, he was great. And I was just like, what, you know, I meant in earnest, like, mm-hmm. you know, what is, what does being gay have to do with liking a car? And he's sort of like, you know, nothing and everything. Right. <laughs> um, and, yeah. he, and, you know, he really educated me on that. And so, um, yeah what those folks are doing is, is definitely good. Well, and I think it's a similar, I think that's sort of like connection is similar to what we were talking about earlier with cars, large, you know, as a, as a culture, as a subculture and its place in the larger culture is sort of the same thing as like identity and being a part of any sort of subculture, right? Like it's, that stuff is so tied up with each other. You can't really separate it. And it's, it's the like idea that, everyone around you is the same as you. So you don't think of who you are as an identity, but uh-huh. you know, the wing of dingas as, as the, as a regular car view says, those guys, that's an identity too. They just don't think about it in those terms. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's become such an, I mean, I'm sure it was always this way. The internet has accelerated it. Instagram particularly. Cause now, you know, now people's Instagram is, it's written on their car. I mean, which yeah, never right. do that. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, like you gotta be uh, the number of people that have, <laughs> and I just had the, I just had the president of SEMA on my show about last week and it went up today. And he was like the number of people that drive around with like illegal parts on their car, <laughs> their Instagram right. handle on their car linked to their like build <laughs> and it's like catless this and <laughs> nitro met that yeah. and it's just like you are you are just you you are just the dumbest person on the planet i mean and 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 yet um you know i kind of get it because i interact with a lot of people whose entire identity is i mean maybe not around the dinner table but once they leave their house you know, their entire identity is wrapped around their car. Yeah. I'm a Mustang guy. Yeah. I'm a Mopar guy. And I'm not just, I'm not just the Mopar guy. I'm the Mopar guy. <laughs> right. I've got the most, the fucking Hellcattiest Hellcat that there <laughs> fucking ever was. You know, like I tow my Hellcat with a TRX and I tow that with a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like it's just, you know, and, um, and so the, it's, it's it's very funny that the way that that works and but it, it it ties into you know that that is this person's you know their instagram is you know hellcat guy 712 or whatever yeah, right and it's um 
you can't separate it. And I think, you know, I love cars. I collect cars. Um, I've, I've certainly, some of my cars have gotten some press, uh, either because they were my cars or because people thought they were cool. And that's great. Like I love driving a cool car. I like when getting the thumbs up. I like when a media outlet wants to do a story on my car, like awesome, cool. Like, but I'm glad that I've, I've never been like so tied to, to any one car that it's been like, but you're the guy with that, <laughs> right. with that one car. And it's like, I actually do other things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that it, I, I'm really glad that you, that we've kind of stumbled into this territory about like your ownership specifically, because I think that there's, you are one of a very select few, you know, media personalities, YouTubers, what have you, where your enthusiasm for the things that you have is so infectious and that when you get a car, it seems like we get a car as well. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's fun. I like to think I'm a market maker. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things we I wrote down it, was the, yeah. the, the Porsche yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in, in some ways, I've been fortunate enough financially to be like, six months ahead of my peer group when it comes to <laughs> buying cars. Yeah. So I can always buy shit like right before it, you know, I, I buy what I want. I don't, I don't, it's very rare that I would buy a car specifically because I think it's a good investment, but I, and it's just, it's just what I want, but, right. but I've always been able to be six months to a year ahead of when everybody else decides they want them. And that, you know, if I create a little bit of content with that car, maybe that does help a bit. I, I'm certainly not popular enough to move the whole market, but it might help a bit. Well, um, especially if I can create some content and the car like isn't a piece of junk like everybody thought it would be. Mm, um, true, but uh, but I, you know, I I I always I buy the stuff I like. I started with the stuff I wanted when I was a kid. And as, as anyone should, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always surprised when folks ask me, I want to get into collecting cars. Like what's, what should I buy? What's a good investment? And I'm like, buy the thing you wanted when you were 18 and couldn't afford. Like, yeah, that's, that's where you should always start. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've had a couple of hits. I haven't had a lot of misses. Um, but, uh, but well, I think you were definitely fun. you were definitely ahead of the curve with the fox bodies, right? The yeah. your the the IRS swap yeah. fox body a like little that bit, was yeah, a little bit ahead, a little bit ahead. Yeah, yeah. Those those have those have gotten really popular and for a good reason. They're yeah. awesome. I mean, they're really, you know, there's there's not there's not a lot of like um you know, the the formula for collecting isn't that hard. If it looks cool, if it sounds good, and if it's a manual transmission, you're pretty much locked in. Everything mm -hmm. else is pretty secondary to that in terms of will this eventually become collectible? It's and so funny. There's Fox like bodies, a yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that there's a weird tipping point too, where like there, there was a time like 10, 15 years ago where there were still enough Fox bodies on the road where you would see one mm -hmm. and you'd be like, well, that's a shitty old, you know, rat box or whatever. And then, and then, I, like enough of them fell off the road that you would then see them. Yeah, they became and, exclusive. Yeah, one day you saw one yeah. and it was like that looks like a spaceship in modern traffic now. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. so strange. Yeah, well, that's you know that's another time that that 
you know, there's a lot of cars that you you think it's common until you go try and look for one. Yeah. You know, and you right. and and you know, a perfect example of this is the '98 to 2000 Honda Civic Si. Yes, people right? are going. 45 grand for a Civic SI? That's fucking crazy. That's money laundering. That's bullshit, whatever. Okay. Go find one. Right. <laughs> go, yeah. go find, go, you know what I mean? Like, you go, you try, go find one. Clean title, minimal mods, never been registered in Florida, no body. <laughs> you know, like, good luck. Like, right. how, how much, per, you know, how much time and, and energy. Will it take you to find that car? And the answer is a shitload. It'll take you a shitload of time to find that car. Um, I mean, I, you know, another great example um, right now, I, I think, you know, I think 996's Porsches are on their way up. Love um, them. Always loved them. And, and you know, they're, 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 they're great cars by any standard. They're, they're, not the greatest by Porsche's standard, but Porsche's standard is very high. Um, and and my physical therapist actually just spent six months looking for a 996 and went through three or four PPIs. Anything under 40 grand was a complete shit I mean, really, really bad. And he spent, and he was like, but everyone told me these things were like 30 grand. And it's like, you know, well, you want one that's not a piece of junk. And like, you know, those, those are now, and he, and he spent, he went round and round and round and, and, and ultimately, you know, he spent 45 mm -hmm. on a pretty clean car with no stories, but that still needed like five G's in maintenance. I mean, right. you know, it, but, and but so, ultimately probably you know, ahead of where he would have been if he had made a 30 grand one come up oh, to that hundred percent. Oh, dude! One he looked at one for like twenty eight grand, and I sent it to uh, I sent the PPI report to to my Porsche guy uh -huh. to get a second opinion, and he and my my guy went uh, Marco at TLG Auto, who I love. He goes, dude, I wouldn't even touch that motor. I would just take it out and put in a different one. So for twenty eight grand, he was going to buy a car that needed a twenty five thousand dollar engine, right? You know, wow. and so um, yeah, so you know. Uh, the very good examples, Fox Bodies is a great one, Hondas, you know, uh, 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 996s, whatnot, um, my BMW M3s, you know, my E46 M3, you, you can buy one of those for 20, 25 grand, and it'll be halfway to fucked, right. you know, or right. you can buy the, the best one around, and it'll be 80 grand. And if you tell someone you spent 80 grand on an M3, they'll think you're nuts, but like, try to find one that nice yourself and how much time and energy are you going to, are you going to put into that, uh, into that uh, mission? And if you're someone who makes a lot of money, you know, and I'm not trying to be snobby, but if you make a couple hundred grand a year and your dream car is that civic that you wanted in college and could, you could only get the CX right, and right. not the SI, Yep. You know, and, and now you, now you want it. Well, what's, you know, what's 40 grand versus 25, write the check, yeah. you know, life is Again, short. It's man. a lot of Go money. I'm it. not trying to yeah. be snobby. I'm not, I right. realize that for a lot of people, that's a ton of money and I don't, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, but if you got a great job and you make a lot of money and that's your dream, just, just buy the good one. 
you know, you, you, you know, so anyway. No. Also, I think it's, it's a great case of like something that might be the thing you want the most is not necessarily the best that a, a company has to offer. Right. Like, I feel like, sure. I, I, I feel like, you know, some of the automotive choices that, that we are lucky enough to make, like we're not buying the best thing that we can, but it is that thing that we want. Right. Or the thing that we think well, is the yeah, coolest. I mean, I'll- Sure. Yeah. Well, you, there's, you know, as I talked to like Ed Bolian, you know, Ed Bolian, he buys pretty ratty examples of amazing cars. Yeah. You know, and if he, if he buys a salvage tile title mercy for, you know, 60% of what it would cost to get a great one, is he getting more than 60% of the ownership experience of a great one? And he believes that he is, you know, um, and, and that's fine too. Um, if you, if you buy a, uh, rear wheel drive skyline GTST, right. you know, are you getting more than 50% of the, uh, of the, of the fun of a all wheel drive, you know, skyline GTR, like in some cases, yeah, you probably, you might, you probably are, and, you know, you, you can, there are, there are sub genres where you don't have to buy the most desirable thing to have mm. just as much fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In some cases, like, you know, the that 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 example I used of the the E forty six M three, I bought like a three thousand dollar three twenty five I wagon, and Zach and I did a film with it where I turned it into a rally car, mm-hmm. and it was like a piece of junk, like it was a beater. But even as a two hundred and ten thousand mile <laughs> beater, it was still put together so nicely and so solid and it had so many nice things about it that I was like, Oh, this, like, if this was just my car, like that would be all right. Like I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be upset. Like this feels like a nice thing. And so I actually made what was probably the wrong choice, which was to then be like, well, what would the best one be like? And I went out and I spent, I spent all the money for the mintest M3 on the planet. And I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, I just sold it actually. Um, and, and, uh, because it was so nice, I couldn't drive it. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, sometimes it was you got to too nice. Sometimes yeah. you got to go there to come back. Though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's the first time I've ever bought a car like that, where, um, where the value of it was very high because the condition of it was extraordinary. You know, it was showroom new yeah. and, there are probably some people out there who would love to have the experience of a, of buying a showroom new 2005 M3 as an alternative to buying a brand new M3, yeah. you know, and just use it as their car. Um, but uh, for me, I have so much like mechanical sympathy and sympathy for the car that when it's that nice, I can't enjoy it um, without being super stressed. So yeah. it had to go. Um, I like my 40,000 mile, Ferrari 328 better because I can just use it as a car. It doesn't have original paint. So I I don't really give a shit about some of the things that drove me nuts with the BMW. And, and consequently I have a lot of great adventures in that car. Right. And it's, it's a little more liberating. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like there, there is definitely something in, in not having something that is precious. Right. 
Like right. ha- having yeah. a car with hail damage, having something with some peeling, peeling clear coat, like that gives you a little bit of freedom, to be honest, right? Right. And also, I think one of the lessons of, for me, of that car was unless you, you know, like I just said, unless you want, really want the experience of starting from brand new in a, in a way that you can't anymore most of the time, which I understand if someone wants that, that's, yeah. that's an experience yeah. that you might want to have. Um, e- e- buying the, to, to go back to Ed Bolian, you know, buying a, a fairly tired example of a very rare car um, is a little more freeing than right. buying a, a, a mint example of a car that people perceive to be fairly common, even if it's hard to find one, right, you know? Right. So, so rarity, rarity usually will, will win that one. Um, and it doesn't have to be quite so mint because a lot of the value comes from the rarity and not from the conditions. Yeah. It, yeah. I think to kind of loop back to that, <clears throat> like you get a car, we all get a car, like with your Lamborghini Countach, like what you're doing mm. with, like all of the rebuild and all of the mechanical pieces, like seeing somebody put that amount of work into a car that just because they want to be able to use it, just because they, right. That, like you are turning it into the thing that you want. Right. Right. Well, that car, um, you know, it's a, it's an amazing car. It's really fun to drive. It's also I mean, and it's relatively low, low mileage. It's got 34,000 kilometers on it, which is about 20, 22,000 yeah. miles or so, um, which for a Countach is medium. Um, it's, but for, you know, it's low for a grand scheme car, but, yeah. but for a Countach, it's medium. Um, but if I did, if I just wanted to collect it and not drive it, I would have, I could skip out on all that stuff. It ran fine. Um, but you know, once I went through that process with the Ferrari and I saw the difference between what it was before and what it was after, it was staggeringly different. And so, um, you know, the Countach is a, it's a work of art. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's striking. It's rare. And it drove really nice. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's clunky and it's at slow speeds, but once you're moving it, it drives really really nice and so once i saw the difference in you know tightness uh with the ferrari i thought okay well look this is this is something that's worth doing not to mention Uh the fact that i i'm already i'm way up on that car from a value perspective with the ferrari it was risky because i did it before the value jumped so (laughs) i had to go i had to go in the hole a little bit now fortunately it's that market has come back to me not a little bit, not, not, and I don't, I have no desire to sell that car. That thing rules. I don't care. Well, and the other, the other great thing about the other great thing about that process is the videos that you got out of it is, is are great because you, well, that's YouTube, right? You got to monetize your pain. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I just, I loved every, every, uh, interaction between you and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. The, the guy who, Donnie. Yeah. Donnie. Where you could just you can you could see the price list <laughs> just scrolling, and you could yeah, see yeah. in your eyes as he's talking. Uh, it's pretty great. Oh, if you, I mean, if you think the Ferrari one was bad, you know, <laughs> wait till you see the Lamborghini one. The Lamborghini one is 
I just got a bill um, for just suspension components. Just suspension components. Okay. Nothing else. It was thirteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! For just for for <laughs> bushings, you know, and tie rod ends and and shit like that. Just the wear items. Include, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's not that's not the shocks. It's like just bull. It's just the bullshit. The shocks are separate. I haven't even gotten the bill for the shocks yet, and there's six of them. It's got dual shocks in the rear. Oh, that's right. Oh that's, so, that's my yeah, used so, Lexus LS four sixty. Right there. I know. In rubber bush. It's a car. It's a whole car. I mean, you like know. Like a great car. Yeah. No, it's fucking crazy. It's, and, and My voice it's got really real high and, there. And, and also, you know, we're talking about a fairly minor grand scheme of things. It's not like a, a restoration. We're not touching the body. Right. We're not touching right. the interior. It's It's just, it's a mechanical refresh. And by the time we're done... It'll probably be fifty or sixty thousand dollars, and it'll probably be a year. That car went to him in October of last year. It might even be longer. I mean, honestly, it might be longer. Yeah. And by the way, I drove it to him. It's not like <laughs> right. it, just broke it and went there <laughs> right. on a flatbed. You didn't like, pull it out of a barn, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I drove it to him uh, because you know I I drove it to him because the driver's side crank for the window broke. That was it. It was a, a window crank. And it's like while you're in there, I was going to say that's the suspension, all the brakes, pull the engine out. Yeah, we're pulling the engine out next week. That's Um, the king of while you're in there stories for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, fortunately, it's I'm not stressed about it because though the value of those is so much higher than when I bought it, right? That it it makes sense. At yeah. this point, it's it, it's not even a, it's not even a question. It's, it, it makes just purely financially, it, it makes sense to do it, you know, and now and 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 what happened to all Italian cars from the 80s and early 90s was they went through such a low point in value. Mm-hmm. All of them, whether it was I mean, Testarossa's were 40 grand, 308s were 25, 30 grand, Countach's were under 100 for the time, you know, for a time they went through such a low that it wasn't worth doing the maintenance correctly. It just wasn't like people just, they didn't know what they were getting into. They didn't want to spend 30 grand on a car. They spent 30 grand on, you know, it was. And so there's all kinds of Mickey mouse shit. Unless the car had one, Unless it was Rod Stewart's car right, from right. 1988 <laughs> to 2005, yeah, and it, it all one owner all the way through that period serviced at the same Ferrari um, dealership in Malibu or whatever. Yeah, the, it was yeah. thirty. Yeah, years not only that, not only was it not only one owner, but one owner that lived near a truly qualified. <laughs> you know, you look at some of the service records for my car, and it's like. Tom's foreign auto, like, who right. the fuck are you? Like, what, you know, oh. what, you know, and the stuff that we found in there was just insane. I mean, you're, you're so, at least in California where they're, they know how to say the word Ferrari. My dad has yeah. Maserati by turbos that we race in uh champ car. Uh, seriously. And, wow. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. It's fun. 
awesome. He lives in Wisconsin. Good for you. (laughs) So, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to source an alternator for a Maserati by Turbo at Road America on a Saturday, but... Dude, it's probably the same as a Chrysler LeBaron. Or a fucking vegetable. You know what we did? We ended up doing? We ended up getting a Ferrari, like, or a a Chevy small block uh, alternator and then constructing a bracket out of wood. Carpentry. Carpentry (laughs) was involved, Matt. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, on my, you know, my Countach, it, it, it ran when parked. Like, I, yeah, I drove right. it to Donnie's. Like, I, I put a bunch of miles on it. He starts taking stuff out. Well, it turns out the water pump had been welded back together, you know, and <laughs> it was, it's not like, it's not like the part didn't exist. I mean, even, you know, even 10 or 15 years ago, it was probably a four or $500 part to fix. And it just like, and it was like someone someone spent the time and energy welding this back together rather than just going, we need to replace the water pump and then right. doing that. And so, and again, my car was a good running car. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, even yeah. the good ones, you don't really know what's going on in there until you start taking it apart. So even people with Donnie Lamborghinis like, have a lot of bad days in a 30 year span, <laughs> you know, like you never know. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Donnie's Donnie is replacing every part that's wrong with the OEM part. Amazing. You know, and, Amazing. and, and it's weird because there's all these excuses. You know, my car had this really bizarre computer wired into the fuel system. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the last guy told us that it was to make the car run on 91 octane which is absolutely ridiculous because the car came to California when they had 91 octane. They were, those cars were sold new here when they had 91 octane. They ran just fine on 91 octane. That had absolutely nothing to do with that. Well, it turns out the fuel computer, that computer was, was wired in as a way to get the car to, to, pass, to cheat through smog. You could program hey. a super, a really lean cycle and have it run like crazy lean <laughs> they call it it's it the so it's insane. the switch on the dash on the dash that's labeled vw mode <laughs> yeah, yeah. right there's a usb port in this thing i mean it was just insane <laughs> and so so we we we're taking all that garbage out and i'm yeah. a car dealer now so i don't need to i i can drive on dealer plates i don't ever have to smog car so nice. but we're doing you know euro and then look i I'm I'm old enough, and I'm uh, I try to be a, a citizen of the world. I would never take cats out of my right. own car right. yeah. at this point. It doesn't make any power. It just gives you carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. It doesn't even my my Porsche Boxster, which has a literal racing engine in it, uh, has a full emissions, a fully functional emission system. But this car, if you go through the service records, which I have, going back to about 1997. This car has failed smog every year <laughs> since the late 90s. And, That's and like so, a badge of honor so at this point. Yeah, It's hilarious. And so I imagine eventually they got fed up and put yeah. this yeah. dumb computer in. They're like, we're going to keep trying. It has cats. Yeah, it, it's not like it doesn't have cats. Like It has cats, but like it, it just, you know, Lamborghini must have just been like, ah, well, <laughs> fuck you. I, you know, I don't know what they care. Yeah. And so... So if it, it this thing had never passed smog in once in its life, and so I I don't I personally don't feel <laughs> obligated to make it pass smog now. Right. Yeah, I'd rather right. just convert the thing to euro 
and have it run like it's supposed to at this point. <laughs> you know, for oh for fifteen hundred miles a year, I think it's probably okay. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you're doing fine. You're what doing a what fine. a car. Yeah, it's, I, I, my daily driver is electric. I think my and I and I ride a Vespa most of the time. I think my I think my carbon footprint is balanced out all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're doing just fine, Matt. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious, right? Yeah. Italian so cars, ridiculous. man. <clears throat> yeah. So um, once once he's done with it, eventually, you know, it should it should run, you know, better than it ever has. Dude, yeah. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. I, but yeah. yeah, it should be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna drive it all over once it's done. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I want to make sure we have time to play a game. So let's. Uh, All right. Let, yeah. What do you got? Let's let's do that. So we we yeah. did uh, we do this game on the show. It's like highlights magazine match the match. Uh, we're going to give you three okay. cars with their license plates blacked out, and then we'll give you the text of three vanity plates, and then you will. Uh, All right. Have to will match. I know what kind of? I'll know what kind of car they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna All see right. you're gonna see a picture of the car. The vanity plate will be blocked out. There'll be three of them, and then there'll be the text of of three vanity plates. So we'll start. Okay. I believe, if I remember right, you had like a one of your first cars, or maybe your first car was a Corvette. Is that right? It wasn't C5? my first car, but I had I had a C5 Corvette from 1998 to 2016. I had, okay. I had a very long time. That's you did, right. Yeah, and yeah, did you have it, a vanity it was a great plate? Car. I did not have a vanity plate. No, okay. I've had I I have had vanity plates on other cars. Um, I think I've outgrown it. Yeah. Um, the the last one that I had was on uh, my Fox body, and the license plate was VIRS. Yeah, which nice. was a double entendre because I put in a uh, I put an independent rear suspension in the car from a more modern Mustang. Okay, but also because it was a project uh, car, it was fully tax deductible. So that was my nice. that was my my double entendre. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't had one since though. Well, we have a Corvette specific um, okay. license plate game. Yeah. Okay. We've got another one. If that's uh, the other one. Oh, okay. Veta. It's called Veta Palooza. All right. Here we go. So, uh, I'm also right. seeing this for the first oh, yeah. time. You guys are playing together. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, we're play- are, are we playing against each other? Sure. Or with each other. Co- yes. We do co-op, co-op mode. It's <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. Can do I'm going to go with the tan top convertible C7 is go for par. Man, right <laughs> for it. That's huh? a golfer. That's I love a golfer. It. Yeah. Um, yep. We can zoom in and enhance too because there's some context clues as well on some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, we have a white. These are all what? C7s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The license plate says, feel safe Ew. at night, sleep with a cop. Ew, Ooh. that guy's definitely got at least one DV charge. 100%. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> you see a cop like that? That's, that's someone who beats their fucking wife. Dude, for sure. <laughs> oh and that's obviously going to be Badge Bunny. Okay. Okay. Right? Oh, Badge BDG. Bunny, sleep with a cop. That- yep. Isn't yeah. that badge bunny? That could be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like that. And then this the yellow. And I'm one guessing, up here. and I'm gonna go further. It's his wife's car. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or or the car he told his wife to drive. Yeah. Right. See, now right. not every Funny, guest. I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put this in your name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What it's I appreciate tax. about this is not every guest just gets right into the <laughs> the meat of this game like you have where it really rewards just gross generalizations about uh-huh. people and yeah. and you're 
A plus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No notes, Matt. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I, and then and then I got to go with a yellow uh, convertible with a wing on it. Legal racer. Absolutely. Can't even get on a track day with that thing uh, because of the no no uh, roll bar. Yep, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be that guy thinks he's a racing driver in a convertible. I, Am I right? I, I you have mean, any you have any no, you have any changes, Dave? You think I, that's it has to be right. Yeah, right, let's take a look at the <laughs> solution. Yeah, Veta Palooza. Here's the answers, Matt. You you fucking nailed oh, it. Oh yeah, I mean, I know my just, Corvette owner. I thought 100%. maybe you. I thought maybe you would do well well on that one. Okay, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I just piggybacked. I like I barnacled on the mat for the answers for that one. Dude, amazing. There are some you should know about me. I am almost never surprised by anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yep. People okay. are almost always who I think they are. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. So I have I have one that's a little bit trickier. Okay. And it's a little bit more like this is more this is outside the realm of like car people. This is more like Hippy dippy people. We do live in Colorado. Colorado. Um, right. Yes, of course. Oh, I should also shout out Ben, who sent all these Corvette oh. plates to me on on over Twitter. Our listeners send these into us uh, to. to oh, cool. So thank you, Ben. Uh, the next one uh, is is called Beautiful Mind question uh, mark, and this is uh, all ones that I've seen personally. Yeah. Also new to me. So yeah. Same um, license plate game. Oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. We have a blue Tesla uh, S at the top. We've got a silver Accord in the middle and an X5 down at the bottom here. Oh, the- okay. Well, I'll tell you what. The Tesla is not an empath. Right. Um, yeah. There's no chance of that. Well, and zoom, zoom, do some zoom and enhance because this has, I don't know if you can see it, but it's a Virginia license plate and it's got the SR71 Blackbird on the license plate, which is pretty mm. rad, actually. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a, a, a Model S 75. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, okay. A choice. And then you've got this basic Accord. Yep. And then you've got an X5. Uh, it's like a six-cylinder. Very dirty. Some other stickers on the back window. Yeah. And we've, okay. we've had clear weather in Colorado long enough that you can wash that. <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I... I Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I got it. There's one here, Synapse, C Y N A P Z E for the audio only listeners. Like spelled in the way from like that the dude from Silicon Valley that was like their systems admin. The way that he would <laughs> yeah. spell it, yeah, right. That's- Interestingly enough, you know what's crazy? I actually know a neurosurgeon in New York who has it spelled right on his oh, license plate. That oh, wow. is amazing. S I N A P S E yeah. on his license plate. He's like one of the best neurosurgeons in New York. It's my friend's dad. He's That's got amazing. it, and he's got it on a G wagon. <laughs> Baller man. Shout, shout out to Jack Stern. <laughs> shout out to Jack Stern neurosurgery. Um, I think Synapse is going to be the X five. Okay. I think Empath is going to be the. I actually think Empath is going to be the Tesla because they have very high opinions of themselves. Okay. And I think oh. cos- Cosmic Dust will be the Honda. Okay. What, okay. Were, what were you thinking, Dave? I was I was thinking that Synapse was the Tesla. Mm-hmm. 
but cosmic because science yeah because science just science in general <laughs> we're just throwing like all the tesla and lol gas and no oil all those plates are already taken and right. you know so now they're tesla folks are really reaching i heard a science word once <laughs> right right yeah yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe synapse, but Tesla I, license plates are like the bootlicking Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. They you are Mars. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wondering if Synapse is the X5 or the Accord driver's DJ name. Like they are DJ oh. Synapse. <laughs> oh. Right? Mm. Yeah. And very and, interesting. And then Cosmic Dust makes me think that it would be the Tesla. So I I yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I'm going to go wild with this one. I'm going to go Empath on the BMW. I'm going Synapse on the Accord and Cosmic Dust on the Tesla. It's Empath on the BMW because their turn signal is done <laughs> via ESP. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let's see the, let's see the solution. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got I to gotta um, go to the Dave Don't Look folder. Yeah. Yeah. I think what we're learning here is that Matt is... Uh, very, very good at this game. Yeah. Oh, did I get it? Did I get you, it? You nailed it. Jesus, yep. man. <laughs> six for six, baby. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never surprised by anybody. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I almost drove <laughs> off the road to get that empath. <laughs> photo i was so excited it's funny they almost drove off the road for a completely (laughs) (laughs) but like empath with the sr71 plate is mind-boggling yeah Yeah, right i don't understand that at all yeah uh uh uh, this is uh robin uh listen i i I feel really bad but uh fuck it bob's awake yeah Right. I don't know. Weird, yeah. Yeah. weird shit. They care that they care that you should be able to outrun a missile, right? Like, that you yeah. get satisfaction right. out of that. In a way, we're all flying at a hundred thousand feet. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And it has no fuel to leak when it's on the ground. So yeah. you know, there you go. There you go. If you're gonna have a Virginia license plate, though, SR seventy one Blackbirds. Yeah. All right. I'll, I I, I, I can cool. fuck with that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. rad. A couple of weeks ago on this show, I was like, everybody needs to cool it with the special license plates. It's too many. And now I'm like, well, I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like I've had, I've had moments where I've seen a cool license plate and gone, you know, yeah. you. Right. but here in California, there's a hierarchy of like, if you have a California license plate custom or not, like you are a, a pretty much a, like a lower class citizen. And then if you have a license plate on your car that's from like a different state, then you're like the next level. Up. Okay. And then in the really fucking rich people, uh, they just don't have plates on their cars. <laughs> like they, just drive around, they just drive around no tags and they don't give a fuck. And then my, my other friend, I don't want to blow up his spot uh, by using his name, but he, he achieved a new status. Um, we went for a drive together in his uh, 1960 five uh lamborghini 350 gt and he had the italian prova plate from from the 60s oh my god and uh yeah like that that was like the next the next level above no place having said that he was pulled over and ticketed <laughs> <laughs> i was like what is this 
<laughs> typing it into the job. Panasonic Tough Book, spitting an air message out at him. No, I swear, officer, it's registered. Like, okay, like I don't even know what this thing is. And uh, yeah, I have I have personally exited that system by becoming a dealer. And so now I'm there you uh, go. now I'm on dealer tags. Ain't nothing fucking heavier than a dealer tag. Take my picture, bitch. Yeah, that was CHP. I'm fucking legal. I'm gonna fuck, bro. Yeah, you don't surprise me. You surprise surprises, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but if I if I get if I uh, if I see a good one for uh, for your game, I will uh, I'll, I'll grab it and share it. There's yeah, certainly no shortage of it. California, uh, California is amazing with vanity plates. Yeah, I feel like like Hawaii amazing with plates, vanity. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, and we, to get, we are we are a vain state. It's just the way it's just the way it goes. They just started offering black plates in Colorado, and it's amazing mm. that you can fuck up something that's supposed to be so cool. It looks like I printed How do they fuck it. it up? It looks like it, they. I printed it on my laser printer. It's like completely <laughs> oh, is it the flat, flat and white text. Flat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't, isn't that the digital? Is it a digital plate or a plate plate? It's a plate plate. Yeah. Oh, so we now have these digital plates, which are oh, like the e ink shit. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, like it's yeah. you can you 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 know if the car gets stolen, you they'll change it so the plates read stolen. Oh boy! And okay. like you can pay your registration by the month. It's like buy here, pay here for registration. Oh and my god! It's just. It's not something I want on my car. Right. You're going to have to update around, the yeah. firmware on your plate at some point, and that's yeah. going to fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the battery's going to die or something. It's totally yep. fucking <laughs> the, uh, um The one I can't believe they do in Colorado is the rental car plates. That's really surprising. The fleet plates. You know what? I, I yeah, thought that was really plates. bizarre when I first moved here, but I've come to really appreciate it. We like it. Because it, it just tells you who you need to give a real wide berth to, uh-huh. especially on like mountain roads I totally roads and understand stuff. that. Yeah. But they, you know, they used to put like stickers on the cars that said like Hertz and shit. Right. Yeah. And, and I think they outlawed that because they see, they were like targets for vandalism and crime. Yeah. And so like, like people, you know, their car, the rental car, would get broken into people's luggage and get stolen. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's more than just rental cars. So it's also like yeah. any fleet vehicle. Yeah. So there's, yeah, yeah. You know, all the suburbans have them and whatever. So, but if you get cut off by a base model Ultima and you see that plate, you're like, all right, you know, only half fuck you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you I get half a Ultima in Texas in March. It was horrid. It was yeah. absolutely horrid. Fastest yeah, car in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Swanging. Yeah. It's, it's got, it's won the Hagwala World Championships four years in a row. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That was a good game. I yeah. That game. That's a yeah. good game. We're yeah, playing yeah. that on the show. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun because, like I said, it's you know it rewards gross generalization, but you know in a fun way. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, Matt, I think I think we've had about an hour, and I think we done did a car show. Um, you know, tell the people all the places to go find the smoking tire. Um, you know, YouTube podcast. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. We we yeah. technically have a TikTok, but Zach runs it. I don't I don't even fuck with TikTok, so I don't even know what's on there. Um, I'm too I'm too old for doing new social media. Like, oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. I'll be over here. Uh, of course, if anyone is is in LA and and uh, needs a place to keep a car, 
uh, or if you're shipping a car to LA or from LA and you need help with that, uh, Westside Collector Car Storage, WCCS.com. Um, two lo- now with two locations, Playa Vista and Gardena. We just yeah. we're opening our second location this week. So um, by the time your audience hears this, we will, we will be open for business down there, which is very exciting. And um, pick up next month's issue of Road and Track Magazine, where I'm editor at large. And uh, don't worry, I will stick to cars. <laughs> that was that was a great outro, Dave. Uh, if people enjoy this, what what should they do? Send us vanity plates. You can text them straight to seven two zero five one five one three nine one. That's the vanity plate hotline. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. You subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave us an iTunes review. Um, you know, yeah. Buy a sticker. You know, yeah. Apex adjacent. Yeah, yeah. everybody, we love you, Matt. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Good times.